Welcome to the AccuSprout Podcast, where it's my mission to help new practitioners of Chinese medicine navigate from school to career. I'm Stacy. I'm an acupuncturist and herbalist, podcaster, coach, and creator of Magical Networks. Be sure to check out all four pillars of the podcast where I cover case studies to sharpen your clinical skills, mindset Mondays to support your mental health, new practitioner interviews to prove that you are not alone, and all things business from launching your practice to negotiating your pay if you choose to be an employee. This podcast is made possible by our sponsors. So if you would like to support the podcast, be sure to check out the sponsors page on the website to claim your special AccuSprout offers. When I first started my practice, I was actually kind of a disaster when it came to my books. I hired an accountant who actually laundered money from another client. So I went on a quest to find a bookkeeper who really tailors to and loves working with acupuncturists. And I found Sarah at Horizon West Bookkeeping, and I'm feeling pretty fortunate. Sarah offers acupuncturists and the AccuSprout community a couple different packages so that she can meet you where you are. If you're new to practice, she can come in and do what's called a QuickBooks startup package for you, where you get pretty deep discounts on QuickBooks for about four months. She sets up your chart of accounts, assists with linking your bank accounts, makes sure that all the transactions are imported, and then teaches you how to use it with two hours of one-on-one training. It's a killer deal. She also offers cleanup packages and catch-up packages. Not catch-up packages, guys. Catch-up packages. And a monthly package, which is what I use. And I find it quite affordable and so, so, so worth it because, honestly, I never, since the beginning, have been able to keep up with my bookkeeping. You can schedule a free 15-minute consultation with Sarah to make sure that you guys are the right fit for each other. And you can do that at horizonwestbookkeeping.com forward slash AccuSprout or look for the link in the show notes. Today's episode is also sponsored by Jane, an all-in-one practice management software with helpful features to power your acupuncture practice. Jane offers flexible scheduling options that match the way you work. You have the option of offering one-on-one online sessions for initial consults, meeting in person, and scheduling staggered appointments to accommodate treating patients across different treatment rooms. Jane has you covered. Keep the relaxation going with a seamless checkout experience using Jane's PCI-compliant payment solution, Jane Payments. You can collect patient credit cards securely through your intake form or at the time of booking with an online booking payment policy. This can also help reduce no-shows in your practice. It's a win-win. And Jane's unlimited SMS and email reminders can be sent automatically before each appointment as an extra layer of no-show protection. To learn more about how Jane's helpful features can help you power your acupuncture practice, head to jane.app to book a one-on-one demo with a member of their team. Or if you're ready to get started, head on over to accusprout.com forward slash Jane. And remember to use the code accusprout1mo at the time of sign up to get a one-month grace period applied to your new account. Welcome to the AccuSprout Podcast, where it's my mission to create a supportive community for new practitioners of Chinese medicine while sharing the information and inspiration to help you grow towards your vision of success in your first couple years of practice. This is Stacey Whitcomb, and I am your host. 
This is a Mindset Monday episode, which is part of a series that I produce to help you get more clear on yourself so that your outer life, including your career, is as bright and as amazing as you are. You can listen to the series at random, but if you are serious about building your practice from the inside out, I suggest that you listen to them sequentially. They're numbered in your feed, or you can head over, well, depending on what feed you have, honestly, or you can head over to the AccuSprout.com website where they're all teed up for you on the Mindset Monday page. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about goal setting. And I'm not going to lie. My goal, seriously, is just to finish this podcast. This is so incredibly ironic, but I have hit record three times and recorded at least 90 minutes worth of material only to realize that I actually didn't hit record. So we're going to get down to the nitty gritty and I'm going to bust this thing out for you guys. And it is going to get done. I had some challenges when I was trying to record this podcast anyway, and I had challenges getting to the microphone. My perfectionist was grabbing hold of the microphone every time I stepped up. My comparison of myself to others was really strong. I was really challenged by by doing this all of a sudden, and I'm not really sure why, but I have a feeling I did a lot of research, and I think maybe that freaked me out. But I did a lot of research about goal setting prior to initiating this podcast. And I took a bunch of notes. And ultimately, when I tried to organize my notes, I absolutely couldn't. And I think I'm going to give you some reasons why, because I think it's important. We are all different. We are all so different. Something that's going to work for somebody else is not going to work for another person. We're all in different spaces. So in other words, something might work for me at one time is not going to work now. I wanted to make this so that it actually, everybody could hear it. And I think I fought against myself because I also wanted to put it in an outline form because I always think that always, when I listen to business stuff and motivational stuff or whatever, I want to hear acronyms. I want to remember things. I want to put it in my memory. And the truth is, I have some really great material that is acronym. I have some really great material that is advice. Please just take some time with the material and decide if it speaks to you. Decide if it speaks to you right now. Some of this doesn't work for me. Some of it works amazing. I don't know about you guys. I think most of you probably, since you're listening to this podcast, actually are goal setters. I do really well with very strict, like sitting down and then writing out goals and then having even a daily program, even an hourly program, because I get a little fluffy otherwise. I I have a very good linear portion, but my linear to creative is pretty much equal. And so given, if you hand me the balloon and the fluffy animal, Without a plan, I'm going to walk away and go look at the clouds. But if I see the goal and I have the hoops lined up to jump through, so to speak, I really thrive on knocking things off my to-do list. Question who you are. Who are you when it comes to these kinds of things? And then I'm also going to give you the suggestion that you listen to this podcast, just absorb it, and then... Block off two hours, two separate hours on your schedule. And I'm telling you this because this works for me. This may not work for you, whoever you are. But because I have the perfectionist archetype and it screams so loudly, sometimes I need to shut it up. And in order to shut it up when I'm trying to be creative, I have to do a kind of a brain dump. And even with my goals. And so 
instead of sitting there and overthinking everything for hours on end and walking away because I get frustrated because I can't accomplish anything, I do a brain dump. So I'm going to give an hour to this. I am going to do a brain dump and then Maybe four days later, I'll come back and spend an hour shoring everything up, creating a plan, putting it into a schedule, and then it's done. I'm going to actually reevaluate my goals quarterly, especially with the business, because I provide content and I have to continue to like figure out what kind of content and adjust because people are asking for certain things, etc. Anyway, that's me. But about you, that's a suggestion. If you have other ways of doing things, man, light me up. (laughs) Let me know on my Instagram feed. DM me, whatever. Send me an email. If you have ways that you like to do it, I would love to hear about it. So getting to the, to the, the meat of the topic. The first thing that I want to talk about is let's get rid of 2020, shall we? Oh gosh. Okay. So the best thing to do right now is take a look at 2020. There's a list of questions that I want to give you so that you can take a look at what happened, where, what you want to pull forward into 2021, what, what, what you want to get rid of, what skills you acquired. So just some things to process for this last year. First of all, did you set goals? I set goals, but I didn't write them down. And I accomplished a lot of them and I accomplished more than I thought I would in some aspects and in other aspects I got completely derailed because we had a pandemic. I'm sure that happened to you too, probably. But potentially some of you actually succeeded wildly because there was a pandemic. I know that works too. So here are some questions to ask yourself in reevaluating this last year. First of all, what did you accomplish that you are most proud of? For me, it's this, this podcast, because it took a lot of work and it took a lot of coming from zero tech skills to actually recording, interviewing, editing, posting, building a website. That's a lot of work. And that was a lot to accomplish when I had really, really very, very few, very few tech skills. Another question to ask is, what disappointments and regrets did you experience? And I think we experienced a lot of them. I wrote this question down, but I also kind of want to ask you, because of the disappointments, were there diamonds in the rough? Were there things that happened that you were so disappointed about, but you can see how amazing they were and what a gift they were? Because I have quite a few of those for sure this year. And it just brings new light into maybe what's important or is more important than I thought it was. Another question, where did you succeed that surprised you? Well, I'm surprised all over the place with this podcast and with the tech skill thing. Where did you succeed that you were surprised? And not only that, you don't have to take this into business. I mean, I'm sure some of you ended up, you know, staying at home and becoming teachers for your children and and providing support for your partner because they had the job that kept you going through 2020 or the fact that you were so resilient that you You didn't lose anything except for, well, let me put it this way. You didn't lose your house or, I mean, it can be that, that huge. You you should really give yourself some pats on the back for getting through this year. And how were you resilient that surprised you? Man, talk about developing a whole new subset of skills, all of us. I want you to think about where you're resilient and really 
once again, hug that little part of you. What new skills do you have? I have a huge set of skills now, a huge set of skills that I, it would have taken me so much longer, but because I didn't have a clinic, I was able to like develop all of these tech skills and I really love them. And I really love sharing what's coming out of it. I also, because I have the tech skills, now I can actually share with you guys all of the research that I've done that you need, like researching malpractice insurance or researching all electronic health records and which one's the best and all the stuff that you have to knock out in that first year of business. I have a lot of that information and now I have the avenue to give it to you, which is really exciting. Take a look at all these things. Maybe, you know, list where you were strong, list where you might have done a little bit better and decide what you want to bring forward into 2021 and decide what you want to be done with and be done with it. Ugh. Another, I, th- I also really love this. One of the business people that I follow online does this quarterly with his business. And once you start setting goals for your business, they do what's called start, stop, continue. And I think it's really smart and awesome. And I'm going to adopt it and pull it into my my quarterly planning. But basically, they take a look at every element that they have written down as far as projects and where they're going. And then they look at what they've accomplished and what they haven't accomplished and what they wanted to accomplish. And they say, is it time to start this? Is it time to stop this? Is it time to stop this project? Maybe it's not bringing in enough revenue or, you know, take a look at your social media marketing. Do you need to stop that? Or do you need to put more energy into that? Do you need to continue that? Do you need to start something else, perhaps maybe an email campaign to get new patients, or you need to start a new project, in which case maybe you have to stop the other one. I love this start, stop, continue, because you might have goals, but the shifting sands of time may happen and you may really need to stop something and you're wasting your energy and it's not going to drive revenue if you're wasting your energy there. Okay, so for those of you who need something a little more linear, we're going to talk about SMART goals. SMART goals are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. The most important of these acronyms actually is SMT. You're specific. They need to be specific, measurable, and time-bound. I don't actually believe goals need to be achievable. I'm actually a believer in reaching beyond what you think is achievable. But that's me. That's something you need to ask yourself. I am jumping to the A. That's something you need to ask yourself. I believe in in really, if you really want something big, if you really want something amazing in your life, that you make that a goal. I absolutely believe that. Even if it feels like that's not going to happen. I've noticed in my life, this does not work with money. Like if I say I want to make 200,000 this year, then, and I'm only making (laughs) 30, that's probably unrealistic. It's still a great goal to have, but that one to me just never feels good to make it that big. But I do believe in making goals like, I want to go to Italy this year, that kind of goal. That to me seems really big. I know a lot of you travel, but that to me seems like a really big goal. (laughs) I mean, obviously in the middle of the pandemic too, but that's a great goal. And 
I found that when I make those kinds of goals, like honestly, I made a goal to build a tiny house on wheels. I made that a goal when it seemed completely ridiculously impossible and it happened and it happened within four months. So I really do, man, I have a big place in my heart for the crazy goals. So be sure to have some crazy goals in there. But the achievable achievable goals, I make some of them, but mostly my goals are a little higher than what I'm actually going to accomplish. And that works for me. That other other people that may make you feel like a failure or like you're never getting anywhere. So be you. You be you. All right. So smart, specific. The S is specific. There's some questions you want to ask when you set your specific goals. You need to do the what, why, who, where, which. So what do you want? Let's see here. I want to start a membership program with the AccuSpot community. Why? Well, because I want, I want to help more people succeed. And the way that I can do that is by creating a membership program and giving more information and creating more of an interactive community so that we can help each other. Who's involved? Well, you guys are involved. <laughs> you know, I may need a little help, but for now, it's it's me and you. And where is it going to be located? Obviously, it's going to be located on my website. It may actually, I'm networking with some other people, so it may be kind of co-opted with them. And then which, like which resources do I need? Which limitations might, which things might limit my possibilities? So that would just be a list of like, do I want to go Patreon or do I want to have a membership on my own? And what does, you know, all of that, what does the membership look like? There you go. There's your specific, but the, the, see how specific I got. And that was just me. Honestly, I had no idea I was going to say that to you guys, but that was just me throwing it out there. Now, when I came back to it, I would literally take that and break it down into, all right, this month I want this, this month I want this. And, and then once I get the membership going, I would set goals as to how many people I wanted in that membership and what kind of people and what I was going to provide and what, what that looked like. And that takes us into measurable, right? So measurable is the ability to track your progress and stay motivated and focused. So you would say exactly what I just said. How many people do I want in this membership? And then I would try to break that down and set goals per month. And when you set those goals per month, it's not really about getting that many people in. It's really about what actions are required to put myself in front of more listeners. I don't know. I guess I'm doing it right now. <laughs> you know, how am I going to get you to be a part of this? And and what value am I going to give? And how often am I going to show up? And how am I going to show up? And okay, I think you got it. We're all intelligent humans. You know what measurable is. But you definitely need to put it in a measurable situation. And then time bound, obviously, you you have to do this. I, I actually push against this so often in my life, but you have to do this. And it is because I get a little fluffy. Like I'll accomplish my goals. Sometimes they take forever because I get lost in my head. But this is this is where I work. My best is under pressure and really get shit done. And it shuts the perfectionist up and wakes up the experimenter and really gets things going. 
but set a target date, a timeline, a deadline. And then you're going to have to break it down. You know, what can I do now? What do I need to do two weeks from now? What do I need to do three months from now? For those of you who actually still work on paper, I love, I have what's called a, a planner pad. So you can Google that. Otherwise, there are lots of apps out there. And once again, if you're artistic, you do you. I have to write. I like to write. And in the oddly, in the process of writing things down, I can see them. I actually remember them and I can remember what page they're on. It's kind of weird. So for me, it's writing and it's also posting and having things in my face, like right in front of me at my desk. I can remember the time that I created the most success in business. And I think it's so funny because I think about this all the time. I lived in this apartment when I first started my massage career and I didn't have a window in front of my kitchen sink. Instead, I had a little wall and it was just blank. And so I very tacky, very tacky, put up a dry erase board right there. And I wrote out my business goals. And I wrote out what I wanted to accomplish each week, what I did accomplish each week, and how much. And I actually did put money figures on there. I wanted to see 18 patients or 18 clients. And I wanted to make this amount of money. And then I would tally it at the end of the month. And that felt good to me at that time. That's not going to feel good to me right now. But you have to like really think about who you are and how that's going to work. Now, relevant. This one, mm, RR. RR is a little challenging right now because our environment keeps changing. And so you definitely really need to take that into account. I think it's very important at this point to think about the questions like, is this a worthwhile goal right now? Is this the right time? Does this match the overall picture? Are you the right person for this? Is it applicable to the current environment? I mean, those are really big questions. Never has it been more important to really take a, a look at the relevancy of your goals according to the current climate of chaos <laughs> that we live in. And, and that's exactly what I have done by I shutting my practice down in December and setting the goal to come back to it in the spring and really focusing on the podcast and maybe generating another source of income in the meantime. Because to me, that's that's me flowing with the current environment. That's my picture. Not saying that should be your picture. You do you. Like It's really important you take a look at where you're at and what you think you can do because of where we're at. And then take a look at and and don't undershoot just because we're not really sure what our future looks like with the pandemic. I suggest write your ideal list of goals according to the culture that we're in right now and then write a plan B. I think that's pretty much what I've done. It's a little sloshy. My 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 goals are or not sloshy. They're just flexible at this point in time. Okay, so you want to have about five to seven goals. And we're strictly talking about business with these goals. Five to seven business goals. There's that old proverb, man who chases two rabbits catches neither. I've noticed this in my business life as well. If I have too many things going on, nothing really gets accomplished. And especially with my massage practice, when I was trying to do too many things, things didn't get done. Like I noticed that practitioners, when they straddled having a job and then trying to start a practice, their practice took forever to start. And that's a massage practice. Now, trying to do that with this business is often necessary. 
but it also it does take longer. So we're going to do your brain dump, set your goals, and then take some time to refine them. And a way to refine them is to put them in quarters, January through March, et cetera, et cetera. And have them in a place where you're going to see them every day is also super helpful. Like I said, having those those goals in front of me when I was washing dishes was, and I didn't even really think about them that often, but I did look at them multiple times a day and it, it, it sunk into my psyche somewhere. So you want to, you want to distill all of those goals down into quarterly goals with action steps and then even smaller actionable goals based on that. Now, I think we've covered that from a pretty linear perspective. I want to address a couple last pieces of this before I sign off. Here's some questions and considerations with the goals. Oftentimes we get into the goal and we're trying, 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 and things aren't really seeming to work. So a good question that is often asked is, at what point do you quit? How do you know when to quit? Typically, the answer to that is actually like after you've really dug at it for longer than you think you should have. And some questions to ask yourself at that point also is, is this really important to you? And then ask around those people. Perhaps you have a support team or you have some very close friends. Ask them if they really believe in it and if you really believe in it, because it may be a time to retire it. But typically, this is the time, this is like the meeting of your maker time. Like that's the time, if you just push past that point, you'll, you'll succeed. It's actually more likely that your inability to persist is actually more of a problem than deciding to quit. And I'm going to give you an example of that. That often happens when you first start working out. You start working out, people are working out for two months, and they're doing all the right things, and they have zero results. They have zero results on the outside. But speaking from somebody who understands exercise physiology, the machine inside is becoming more refined. Once the machine inside becomes more refined and more in tune, it will start reflecting on the outside. So. A lot of times you think it's time to quit and that's actually the time when you need to push a little harder. Another question that you might ask yourself, should I share my goals? This one for, is perplexing to me. Like I've shared my goals before and they got picked up by other people and people helped me and it was amazing, but it was a it was a it was a an accident purely because I usually don't share my goals. There's actually a TED Talk where they talk about in the act of sharing your goals, your brain actually thinks that you've accomplished the goal, so therefore you won't actually accomplish the goal. You need to know yourself on this one. Some people do better if they have accountability partners, so they need to share it with some people. So you may need to share some goals with some very close people so they can ask you how they're going and you'll feel accountable. Personally, I don't I don't need that. I actually find it annoying. <laughs> so I don't typically share my goals. That's that's me. Take a look at what could go wrong. It's time to have a plan B, a little bit of a plan B behind your goals 
this isn't something that I've ever really done too much of in my life because I don't really like to look at what could go wrong. And I've really fallen in holes in my life because of this, made a lot of mistakes. So take a look at what could go wrong. And then what will you do if it does go wrong? So hard to determine that, isn't it? Lastly, where to start? A lot of times, especially when you're looking at all these goals, you're like, oof, God, where, what the hell? What do I do first? This is called the push goal. Your top priority is that one goal that when you push on that goal will make the others happen more easily. For me, this is actually working out. When I'm working out, I get up earlier in the morning. I feel good. I'm proud of myself. I do a workout. I have energy. And then I'm ready to jump into my work day. That is like the catalyst for me when I'm on track with my working out, then my my food is on track, my work schedule's on track, I have a schedule, it just everything clicks so much better. So for me, that's my push goal. And it also helps my mental health immensely. You'll have to figure out like what push goal, what thing do you do that's actually going to like tip the dominoes and help you get everything else done. Lastly, I think it's really imperative since we I just touched on that physical fitness aspect is to look at that originally, I think it was in our values, in the values podcast, I talked about creating a quadrant, folding a piece of paper, writing down the four most important aspects of your life, whether it's professional, family, spiritual, financial, write down everything that you want. You don't have to like make sure it happens in one year. Just write down your goals in there. Do a brain dump on that and then decide what you want to accomplish in this next year with that too. Because you'll have momentum in all aspects of your life and things will just go so much better if you have goals. So maybe set five to seven goals in each of those quadrants as well. And lastly, something that's really challenging, but I really want to um, address this, especially if you are parenting, which is really hard to do when you're parenting, unless you're a narcissist. If you're a narcissist in this case, don't listen. (laughs) Take care of you. Put you first more often than you don't. Put you first. It's important that you get your workout in. You know, it's important that you take care of your mental health. It's important that you take care of you. So you are your priority, much like the airplane scenario. Put your face mask on first and then take care of everybody else, especially now, especially now. All right. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. This podcast has been the toughest for me to get out and I have no idea why. Let me know if that helped you, please. I really appreciate people reaching out. And I just want to say a special thanks to Dr. Emily Ray, who was the first person to leave uh, a review on Apple Podcasts. And she did it, I think, within the first two podcasts that I put out. And that was one of the nicest damn things ever, honestly, when you're just stepping out into something to have somebody say something so kind and do something like that, that's going to help put me on the map. That was the nicest thing ever. Thank you, Dr. Emily Ray. Your call to action based on that. Hey, why don't you run over to Apple Podcasts? Now, actually, if you, if you, if you're listening to the podcasts on your phone, you can scroll to the bottom. If it, especially if it's Apple Podcasts, scroll to the bottom. 
of your feed. And it actually, there's a link right there that says, leave a review. Please leave a review. That would be amazing. I want to help more people. And I can only do that if the algorithms pick me up and share me with more people. So if you could do that, that would be amazing. I'd really appreciate it. And if you're excited about a potential membership, holy, holy moly, let me know. Let me know. Reach out. You can find me at hello at AccuSprout.com. But that is coming and I'm really excited about it. Okay, go set your goals. I really look forward to hearing all about how you succeed in the future. Take care, my friends. That's it. That's the end of the show. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate you guys. And if you appreciate this podcast, it would be amazing if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a great review. And if you don't like what I'm doing, then that's okay. No worries. Just skip it.